Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. So I think, you know, we've been so caught up uh, with uh, the COVID-19 pandemic that everything else has basically taken a back seat. Uh, Would you say that's a fair assessment? That's a very fair assessment. I think it's been really hard on people with chronic diseases um, to navigate through the pandemic. Um, they found it more difficult to access care. And even if there were um, innovative ways by the healthcare facilities to have them access their care, they were still reluctant to go because the fear of um, the fear of the pandemic and fear of COVID-19. So they don't want to go to the um, healthcare facilities necessarily. So um, they wait longer, they don't go there to, um, to, to collect the medication, um, they don't go for diagnosis of diseases, so it's definitely impacted um, the most vulnerable of our society. Dr. Reniger, I mean, um, quite alarming some of the statistics that we are seeing still. And of course, as a medical doctor, um, you know, can you just talk us through the impact of patients defaulting on their HIV medication? So that's a huge problem in HIV care. so we we have a few different regimens in South Africa, um, the, whereas the first one is the most um, easy to take with the least amount of side effects. But if you then default on your treatment, those the, those lines of treatment um, is no longer available for you. We call it we call it resistance, and we then have to switch over to other um, treatment lines, which is maybe more difficult to take with more side effects. Um, so it's important to take your medication every day um, to keep the HIV under uh, um, suppressed um, so that you don't um, get a viral um, resistance um, to to the drugs that you're taking. So it's extremely important to continue with that right through um, your lifetime. And then, of course, um, there's also the question of testing because, again, a lot of COVID testing happening. But how are we looking on the HIV front? Are people testing regularly or has that also slowed down? On our side, uh, we can't, I can't comment for the for the entire country, but definitely on our, on our side, we see a um, reduced uptake of um, testing opportunities. So not just for HIV, but also for TB and other screening um, uh, opportunities like Pap smears, breast exams, etc. And this is, of course, very alarming to us because people wait longer and they're they present to us sicker than usual. Um, and then um, they're at more risk of severe disease. So it is important to still adhere to preventive health um, regimens even throughout the COVID-19 pandemic. Dr. Reineke, according to the statistics, uh, uh, the research shows that 4,000 people get infected daily and 25% of those are young African women. Now, as part of the work that you do as HOPE, um, uh, there's HIV education among young people. Please tell us more about this and and, and what you have found, uh, some of the findings among the people that you work with. I think the the problem throughout the world, but 
specifically in um, in Africa is that um, that young females very often don't have the um, means to negotiate for safer sexual practices, um, and that's, and that's what we focus on to tell girls about their rights, um, what they can do to protect themselves, and how to empower them to make safer choices. Um, and it is also, unfortunately, in the, the age range, the young, um, the younger generation that, that feel that they are invincible, that they're not going to get sick, um, that um, HIV is not their disease, it's not something that's going to touch them. So it's um, still in this day and age, I think, very important to, to spread awareness that um, you don't see, you can't necessarily see on somebody's face when they're HIV positive. So you can't say, my boyfriend's healthy, um, therefore he doesn't have HIV. Um, so it's important to continuously continue um, these kind of messaging to the youth that um, there is safer, um, safer sexual practices available to them and to continuously bombard them with information on, this, on the subject. Dr. Renika, uh, also interestingly, I see um, from your statement that uh, you've noted an increase in the number of babies who are born with HIV exposure uh, during the COVID-19 pandemic. What would you say are some of the contributing factors for this? I think it's similar to what I've said previously. We've definitely seen an increase. And um, and when speaking to these mothers that then birth HIV-positive um, children, um, or babies, um, they, they're all very reluctant to access care. So prior to the pandemic, uh, we were doing fantastically well um, with, PM, with our PNTCT program. Again, I can't comment for the national numbers, but we've, in the areas that we work, we definitely see an increase. And it's it's specifically related to mothers not accessing antenatal care during their pregnancy. So, again, the messaging should go out to, to um, women that's pregnant that they should go for antenatal care, which include HIV testing to protect their babies. And just as a, a final point, Dr. Reinecke, uh your organization also noted a rise in the number of young women above the age of 30 who are living with HIV. I think it's a general trend. Um, I don't think it's necessarily just the women over city. Um, so it's in general we, um, we, we've noted an increase in people defaulting because there's less testing at the moment. We can't really say that there's an increase, there's a percentage increase, but not in the actual number of people that's testing um, positive. Um, and yeah, we, we're not completely sure why why that is. We see it in the younger group, and the, the, the women of the city is still considered younger. Um, and again, it's mostly unsafe um, sexual practices and not being able to negotiate safer, safer mm. sex. So in terms of access to um, care and treatment, uh, there obviously are some things that people can't necessarily do anything about. But what would your message be, Dr. Reineke, in terms of um, what could assist us, you know, get back onto a healthier trajectory here? easy answer to this, but I think the most important thing is if you're sick, um, you know your body, um, seek help. 
if you have a chronic disease, make sure that you get your treatment and that you take your treatment every day. Um, get vaccinated. Um, I think that's one of the most important messages is that we should really all get vaccinated if we want to get back to some semblance of normality in our um, in our society and motivate your friends and family to get vaccinated. If you're HIV positive, um, access care, it is possible at any clinic, and then they've also got very innovative ways of getting your treatment to you. You don't have to go to the clinic every day, every week, every month. Um, we, there's delivery services um, to homes, um, there's collection um, opportunities, so there's definitely ways to, um, to, go, to, to receive your treatment if you've defaulted please return to the clinic as soon as possible. Um, the, the nursing staff and the health professionals are all waiting and um, are happy to reintroduce people into care. So people should please not be scared if they've defaulted, that they think that they're not allowed to go back to the clinics. They can go back any day and they'll be welcomed back into care. Dr. Renica, thanks so much for your time. Uh, Dr. Izan Renica is the Chief Executive Officer at the NGO Hope in Cape Town. Update at noon, midday to 1 p.m.